Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. This is Arcade Attack. I'm your host for today, Rob, and with me are Adrian. I'm here. Dylan. Bonjour. And Keithon. Greetings. <laughs> and today we're going to be looking at a game called Robocop versus. Terminator. No, I want to give it a go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Terminator. Nice one. Very good. Okay, now, Robocop vs. Terminator, released early 90s, was on the Mega Drive and the Snares, and um, also the Master System and Game Gear. Now, who do you think had the bright idea of putting Robocop against the Terminator? The same man that thought Alien vs. Predator would be a good idea, right? I can see where you're coming from, but no. Was it a comic thing first? Look at the big brain on Keith. She got the big brain on Keith. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it was a comic that was uh, released the year before, 1992, uh, written by Frank Miller, drawn by Walt Uh, Simonson. Anyone know about Walt Simonson here? Comic book fans? No, no, sorry. One like the legendary comic book artists around there, the definitive writer and artist on Thor. Okay. But also did like lots of other stuff. Frank Miller, I'm just going to go like in a kind of brief thing. But Frank Miller, basically, if Frank Miller died on 9-11, he would be um, thought of as one of the all-time great comic book people of all time, undisputed, like top three. Mm-hmm. He's that influential, was that good. Uh, basically, kind of a brief rundown of what he did. I know we're going off a tangent here, but we'll come back, to, you know, it'll come back. Basically, uh, his big break comes in 1979, he gets the penciler job on a comic book for, Ver- for uh, Marvel, not really saying a lot like at that point, called Daredevil. A couple of years later, he moves to actually start writing Daredevil and um, is an absolute revelation. Pretty much as soon as he gets on it, sales start massively picking up. Uh, it goes from bi-monthly to monthly. He creates the characters of Elektra, Stick, like Daredevil's kind of blind teacher, and The Hand, like evil ninja organization. And basically, if you don't know any, if you have even a passing interest in comic books, definitely, definitely, definitely check out Frank Miller's Run and Devil. It's like thought of as one of the top five, if not top three, greatest comic book runs for a superhero of all time. Like up there with Chris Claremont's X Men in the eighties, 
basically like the bit of X-Men that introduced every single bit of X-Men canon, pretty much. And uh, either, you know, Adam Moore Swamp Thing or the first 500 issues of Fantastic Four with like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, after that, um, he works in the first Wolverine series with Chris Claremont. In the early 80s, does his, like, own individual, his first individual thing called Ronin, 1983. 1986, he does The Dark Knight Returns. This is my, fav- my favorite, favorite iteration of Batman. I wouldn't like go any medium. I wouldn't go quite that far, but it is massively influential. It comes favorite. out around the same <laughs> yeah, time as my favorite <laughs> as Alan Moore's Watchmen, and those two together pretty yeah. much change the face of what we think of as comic books. They bring like kind of a darkness to like the heroes, mm. a bit of an anti-hero thing. And uh, shortly after that, he does Batman Year One, which pretty much sets up the entire modern really ethos of what early Batman is. Yeah. And 1991, he does uh, Sin City. Again, like massively influential, he goes on to help uh, do the film in Hollywood. But of course, that wasn't Frank Miller's first uh, iteration in Hollywood. Can you guess what the first film he uh, wrote slash worked on in Hollywood was? Give us some clues or something, man. I'm sure I know this, but I just... It came out in 1990, and it was a sequel. (laughs) More clues! Oh, I do know. Yeah, Robocop 2. Correct. Ah, Robocop. He's on it today. <laughs> he, um, he wrote Robocop 2 and Robocop 3. You mean he just took the script of Robocop 1 and just just changed it up a bit and made it more violent? Well, Robocop 2 is basically... <laughs> I don't know if you get more violent because the bit in the boardroom, Robocop 1... Mm. And Robocop's the bit, even the bit with the legs, even the bit with the legs, really mm. gave me nightmares <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he did wrote Robocop two and Robocop three, but thought it was a horrendous experience for him because pretty much nothing he suggested, like a lot of Robocop what he suggested, 3, didn't get in the film. Robocop three was a horrendous experience for all of us. Yeah, so yeah, he's true. not alone. Yeah. Robocop two is pretty bad as well. The kids. <laughs> But anyway, it's watchable. Oh, it's watchable. Drug lord kid. Yeah. yeah, it is watchable. But like his big gripe was that a lot of what he suggested didn't actually get in the film. So, and I think like Robocop vs. Terminator, the comic book comes out in 1992, shortly before Robocop 3 um, comes in the cinema. But I think by that point, he already knew what a train wreck that was going to be. <laughs> Hello, Robot Ninjas. Yeah, and uh, before we actually get onto Hello, the jetpack, <laughs> before we actually get onto the game, while we're talking about Robocop, uh, kind of general sequels, um, how what was the infamous way that Robocop Two was promoted at the time? Infamous event. Any professional wrestling fans in the room? Meat was meat involved. Professional wrestling was involved. And meat. Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan involved. It was the other one. It was WCW. Oh no! An event not WCW. called Capital Combat. Uh, Robocop actually came out to save Sting, no, the big I face wrestler, from the Four Horsemen. Oh, my God. And uh, Jim Ross, for any wrestling fans, some yeah. commentary. We have stuff for, oh, my God, Robocop is coming to save Sting. <laughs> and like, but the thing is, as anyone who's seen Robocop knows, the Robocop costume is not easy to maneuver in. Yeah. So it's basically this person, Robocop costume, like kind of basically moving at one mile an hour, like Crichton out of Red Dwarf, but more so. <laughs> and it didn't really quite work. Kind of sh- Sting was in a cage and he shook the cage and then the cage <laughs> fell apart. And um, yeah, Robocop 3, I think especially, like Frank Miller had a lot of problems with because it was meant to be kind of a big family thing. 
Like um, the people, the company was actually making the film. She was making Robocop. Who on earth? I mean, how violent were those two films? Who on earth thought that would be a great family franchise? Well, the I mean, thing come is, on. Market they made Reece- a cartoon as well, didn't they? I was going to come on to that. Mm. Come on to that. Yes, uh, market research suggested that most Robocop fans were actually really young. And a big part of that was the Robocop. Yes, of course, us. all of us. All of us <laughs> were. We were pretty young when it yeah. came out. Let's be honest. Two hundred nine, though. And yeah. a big part of that was, as Keith said, the Robocop Saturday morning cartoon mm. that came out in nineteen eighty-eight. Oh, crikey! Well, I had and Robocop toys based from based mm-hmm. on the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and amazingly enough, if you actually watch the uh, the cartoon, the intro sequence, they actually have the bit where Clarence Boddicker and his gang blow the shit out of like Murphy, wow. but like without Ouch. any of the blood. They actually have that in the intro sequence to the cartoon. That's so bad. How could you even nice. do that? I've got a question for you. If yes. Sting's in trouble, why didn't he call the police for help? That is amazing. <laughs> I'm ending the podcast now. That is amazing. We are not going to top that. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian was brewing that for about five minutes. That you was terrific. I love it. Well done, sir. <laughs> uh, anyway, so come to 1992. Uh, these two massive names of comic books do Robocop vs. The Terminator. It's... It is a success. Like, um, the comic is kind of influences the game to some extent. A l- the SNES version a lot more than the Mega Drive version. Kind of getting onto the games, the whole kind of ethos to the about the comic is that uh, Robocop's engineering is the only successful link between human and machine, and therefore it's used as the basis for Skynet's programming. Ah. And uh, basically, the plot is that in the future, this um, like kind of member of yeah. Oh. That d- d- makes sense, I suppose. Me and Adrian just looking at each other going like, whoa, come on, Basically man. like this member of the resistance <laughs> called Flow. And I should point out at this point that there is an arcade attack review of both versions of there is. I did both the Terminator. Mm. I was going to ask because... There's a slight difference between Flow is mistakenly identified in the sense of you as, quote unquote, a lady cop. <laughs> lady cop? What? What's Flow? Why would there be cops in the future where, like, Skynet is ruling everything and... Know. Why would I bother playing the SNES version of Robocop vs. Terminator? Well, you gave it a very low score. These are the kind of things we do. You gave it a very low score, I believe, 43%. It's bad. That's why. (laughs) We'll get onto that in detail. um, It's not by... Okay, we'll talk about that later. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Virgin do the Mega Drive port, and any ideas who who did the SNES port, Dylan? I knew it. it. I wrote it. I forgot, but it's not Virgin, obviously. It was Interplay. Interplay, grr. Grr, you Interplay. Better known as a publisher, but uh, moved into development in the early 90s. Uh, Battle Chess, I believe, was their big game. Oh, yeah, that remember game. that one. Well, it was, oh, their, yeah. it was their breakthrough. Oh, okay. that's, a, that's a big game in the Amiga, wasn't it, Battle Chess? It was yeah, on the PC. Oh, okay. I enjoyed it uh, a lot. And, uh, yeah, like, they kind of moved into development as, like... But basically, the big thing was kind of, I think, buying developers and kind of moving them into their kind of thing where they could publish their games. So, um, yeah, some debate as to which um, version came out first. I be- remember them being simultaneous. But according to the... Inter- close, I'm sure. According to Wikipedia, SNES version came out in May 93, Master mm. System Game Gear 93, and they say the Mega Drive is May 94, but I'm, pr- I'm what, sure it was 93. That doesn't sound yeah. right. No, 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 no. <laughs> and, in fact, they link to Meme Machine Sega reviews to say December 93, which... It's a typo. Okay. Yeah, there's yeah. no way it came out in 94. <laughs> so, um, obviously, Dylan's played both versions. Yeah. I've played the Mega Drive version. Is anyone else? What's everyone else played? Um, I play and own the Mega Drive version. Yeah, I've, I've just played, played the, the SNES one. Just played the Mega Drive uh, the version, to be honest. 
Well, let's start with the Mega Drive version then. <laughs> uh, programmed and directed by John Botti. Do you wonder who John Botti is? He's the guy who programmed Robocop vs. Terminator. Do you know what else he did? <laughs> no. <laughs> Interesting enough, because he doesn't really have much of a pedigree besides this game. His kind of The only game he did before this that he had that much responsibility for was an Amiga game called It Came From The Desert. Say <gasps> so, uh, what? Are you aware of that game, Adrian? Uh, if you go back... About We've only done the flipping podcast, podcast on it. <laughs> wow. I like this guy. But tell us a bit, for people who haven't played it, who are other people, not me, obviously, ex- um, explain to us for a minute or so about It Came From The Desert. Oh, please do. Love it. Go, it's go. a cinematic kind of adventure game with lots of sort of puzzle and uh, adventure elements to it and it's got mini games in it and basically you're you, you're a race against time to discover and uh, i think will kill the mother ant it's absolutely incredible spoiler alert big ants sorry <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like tremors isn't it it's a bit like tre- oh, it's a great game i uh, obviously go we go in lo- lo- loads more detail in it. it's so creepy it's yeah, just it's so one damn of our creepy. earlier podcasts if you go back it's b-movie it if I, it's just b-movie-esque isn't it mm. perfect dark ages of pre-rob yeah, oh yeah, the, those pre-Rob days. When it was just, and uh, the the other only other kind of game he had that much responsibility came a couple of years after Robocop v Terminator. It was called Agile Warrior F One Eleven X. Oh yeah, keep knows it. I don't know what that is. It was basically um like earliest PlayStation game. Um It was basically like if a flight simulator was a shoot 'em up. That makes sense. Like it's kind of. It was a shoot 'em up, but set in flight simulator mode, but like the kind of the targety bit in the middle of the screen. Yeah, so like a first you could, person. But you could like fly shooter. if you shot kind of spaceships, they'd get power ups. Like they reveal power ups, you could fly into them. Okay. Didn't look. Never played it. Didn't look very good when I looked it up. But oh, I thought you were going to say it looked like an amazing version of Top Gun or something. <laughs> and he worked on a Tomorrow Never Dies, the game after that. Oh no, that wasn't good. Okay. Yeah, but John Botti though, he's he's a legend for doing Robocop versus Terminator. Mm. I've, I've been meaning to try and track him down though. And interesting enough, like a lot of the team that did Robocop v Terminator were on the Mega Drive Terminator game that had been released a few months before. The oh, Dave course, Perry that was one. Virgin as well, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Bob Stevenson did the art for both. Uh, also did some stuff on Jungle Book, like so oh, yeah. Dave Perry kind of related stuff. And a game on the PlayStation called MDK. MDK, mm, murder, death, game. kill. That's another very good game. That's a it? good game. That's a Dave Perry game. If there isn't one, mm. you know, well, there you go. not really like his other games, but yeah. Uh, Tommy Tallarico, we've yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. him before. Oops. Yeah, uh, did the music for Robocop v Terminator. That is actually him that goes Terminator. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, I tell a lie. He didn't do the music. He supervised the music. The music audio. Yeah, that wasn't him who did the Terminator thing. <laughs> Uh, do you know who did do the music for Robocop v Terminator? I don't know. man called Mark Miller. Legend. It's great. Well, I'm Flipping pretty sure. Sh- well, he's actually uh, responsible for some of the, two of the best known soundtracks on the Mega Drive. Oh. It's a game and its sequel around this time, early 90s. Anyone want to venture a guess? I know at least, I'm pretty sure everyone around the table has played it before. Aliens. Oh. No, it Alien had 3. Aliens in it. Oh. Oh. It was Toe Jam and Earl 1 and 2. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Another classic. Oh, diddly. Another and Shakan, but I'm pretty sure. Shakan Forever, man. I played that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's I a really great cover, cool. isn't it? The art you mean Shakan Khan? Shakan Khan. Shakan Khan. <laughs> <laughs> so that's got a skeleton character, isn't it? Yeah, Shakan the Forever, man. 
It's a it's a good game, but it's yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that another day. Yeah, it's not on the same level as Robocop uh, versus Terminator, which I think not, we can all agree not. is amazing. Ah, I think we all love the Mega Drive version, don't we? Yeah, but why is it so good? Like basically, it's kind of it's a run and gun. We're talking about, but it's more of a before. walk and walk and yeah. jump gun. Walk, walk and, and barely jump. Walk and hop. <laughs> it's a walk and hop. Yes. Walk and hop. <laughs> but man, I, I love this game. Yep. Like, why is it so good? Number one, huge array of guns. And you have two that you can actually switch between the two. Mm-hmm. Anyone got any favorite guns in this game? Oh, it's the grenade thing. The grenade, we can move them around the screen. So you just pump out a load and just basically just wander them around the, the screen yeah. and just annihilate everything. That's easily my favorite I always gun. like the flamethrower. <laughs> The, do you know what the, gu- good. And the, the guns? Tracer bullet thing that, yeah, the guns good. in this game is so good. I don't mm. think any of those are either in my top. Do you know three. what? Though? It's still really satisfying just using Robo's original gun. Yeah, that, yeah, the around. pistol. Yeah, plasma rifle. Like, yeah, that'll shoot Terminators up in what one or two shots. Mm-hmm. The laser is awesome. And, the laser looks cool. And do you know what the best of all of the game? I think everyone knows the best gun in the entire game is. Basically, uh, as with the plot of the comic book. You face off against Ed Two Hundred Nine. Oh yeah, use and you can off. shoot his gun off. And yeah, yeah use so his own cool. gun against cool. him. Yeah. Um. Anyway, like it's it's got exactly the right level of difficulty. There are bullets flying everywhere. There are enemies flying everywhere. There's lots of health as well, and yep. lots of guns. And oh yeah, you pick up the um, little jars of baby food. Yes. For yep. <clears throat> See that that's that's. That's relevant, yep. isn't it? That's yeah. what he eats. That's what there, he loves. In the Mega Drive version, at least, there's blood everywhere. Oh, the, the, like, the enemies in this, they're just like big bags of blood ready yes. to explode. You, the first half of the game is in like old Detroit. The second yep. half of the game is in the future, as with the comic book, which we'll get into in a bit. Yep. But um, man, most of the like enemies in the first part are, are human, and mm. as soon as you shoot them, they explode in they blood. Do. It's just huge. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's just too damn satisfying. It isn't is it? really <laughs> satisfying. And do you know who the level three boss is in Robocop v Terminator: The Mega Drive? Uh, level three um, mm. is that Ed Two Hundred Nine, or is that later? Huh? No, it's um, it's Kane from Robocop Two. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, it's Kane. Like the yes. big kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, evil, of is, yeah. yeah, with the lights and stuff. Yeah. Man, it's awesome. Like, and it's not it, not only does it play well, it looks and sounds so good. Mm. Like, what about the level in the future where you can see like the TVs, like the burnt out TVs and stuff, mm. and all the Terminators are running around? It's great. Like, you can it's shoot just so, so brilliant. You can shoot so many things in this game, like security cameras and TV yep. screens. Oh yeah, and man. The, the sound effects are so up there, like the gun sound effects, yes. the noises of like of the, the getting up on ladders, like or like windows yep. breaking, yep. and mm-hmm. people screaming as you shoot them. Uh, like man, it Ed Two Hundred Nine War. It's almost mm. like CD quality sound effects, which I don't think people gave it enough credit for at the time. Because yeah, it's something like what, what was coming out of sixteen bit. And, and of, there are some great Robocop like sound effects, like excellent. Yeah. Oh yeah, the voice. You yeah. are terminated. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Yeah. How did I don't they... think that's in the game, oh, is it? But no, it should no, be. Boo. It should be. But I don't. How did they fit this all in the cartridge? Mm. Like it's uh, John Botti. Bring him back. There's yeah. a lot Let's of bring nice him back. Detail in it as well. I mean, just the first level um, when people are trying to shoot you from out through the windows, and when you get them, and then you get the blood splatter up the curtain. Mm. There, or just a little. Um, Refle- reflection when Robo's firing his gun, you get like the reflection on his body. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and also kind of the backgrounds. Uh, just look, man, they're so in depth. The whole kind of cityscape in the background—it's yeah. so. Crisp. See, how do they even do that? Like, you know, 
How did they even get that going? Mm. It's just amazing. I mean, we kind of talked about Mega Drive's Super Nintendo, but I think even though Super Nintendo arguably had more graphical graphical capabilities, there is a real difference in visuals between the two, which I think we've kind of t- we spoke kind of spoken about the contrast between Mega Drive SNES, yeah, and how some games are better on one, some games are better than the other. SNES is a very I want to say lighter, cartoony-like kind of color scheme, which maybe doesn't work as well for a game like this as it does in the Mega Drive, because the Mega Drive graphics it does so it really crisp. Does the whole, I always, the whole yeah, I always think of the SNES it sort of being softer and mm. cuddlier, but which no, the, 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 the darker and kind of grittier look of a Mega Drive, yeah, and its color palette works better for this game. And man, the music is like it's. Mm. If I would say to you, sci-fi noir. It's exactly what you'd expect from yeah this music. No, it fits perfectly, definitely. So yeah, we all played it. We all played it at the time, right? I I think I did borrow it. I don't actually own the game. I haven't played it that much. It just uh, it reminds me of the Amiga Robocop game. I don't know if you guys have played that. Is that the no. old Ocean one? The Ocean one. Yeah. Which again, oh, it must be good in that case. No, no. it was probably one of their better no, games. Wasn't it was it? quite it fun. Was based on the arcade, yeah. Based on the arcade, it was quite. You know, I, me and my brothers used to enjoy playing that. But it just sounds well. I know for a fact it's just taken that up a few notches even mm. more. You know, good game. I must have rented it, I think. Um, I, b- I bought it a couple of years ago for the collection. I rented it too, or borrowed yeah. it. No, I think I swapped it with uh, someone at right. our school for another game. <gasps> what game? I can't remember, but it was definitely a good swap on my side. Okay. Dill. <laughs> what? Did you... <laughs> Are you there? I've just been, I've just been daydreaming. Are you what? there, Dill? No, <laughs> did you play it Did at you the rent time? it, own it? Oh, RVT. RVT, bruv. That is that was one of my main that was my main when I when I went to Dan Harper and got his uh, Mega oh the Drive bundle for that exactly in, who I shopped with that was in the that was in the Dan Harper bundle bro. what so that's your copy that didn't end up with yeah well wow. it wasn't my no it was um it was Dan's copy that I swapped for something else and then Dylan ended up with it yeah well you, you borrow you borrow swap stuff yeah but that's it but like well, I I ended up owning it. But then he ended up taking it back or something. Right, I know. Right. That was a whole other <laughs> bone of contention with Dan. Okay. But um, yeah, RVT, bruv. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> no, you have to see, There's only one way you can say it in this. R-V-T. <laughs> Terminator. Right? No, but it was just a great, great game then. And like, it was just, oh. Because I had an Amiga back then. A lot of the Amiga games were graphically sharper, however, you know, more powerful machine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But just that kind of relentless action and just everything. I'm like, how is this even a 16-bit game? Like, you know, mm. crazy. Uh, it's so everything about the Mega Drive version is so good, so crisp. It was a 16-bit cart. I think I'm correct in saying like. But I think it kind of works to. It was its a big advantage. cart, but it's so big you can go with those carts. Yeah. Mm. So. You know, it might have been a 16-meg car, but let's be honest, it's completely worth it. Absolutely. Really worth it. I mean, Please like... Let's talk about the SNES version. Yeah, well, I was, <laughs> I was about to get on the SNES version. Um, obviously, Dylan has probably played it more than anyone else in um, <laughs> the circle. I've actually wiped it from my memory it was that bad. So if you can reiterate what, what, what my review says, the that would Sne- be good for me. The SNES version is much closer to the actual comic book. They have, like, kind of... They have uh, kind of uh, cut screen bits between levels where they kind of wow. have... Not Those bits, are okay. They have bits where the dialogue is taken for the comic book and they're like kind of mini 
squares of screenshots like the comic book mm. where they're kind of trying to introduce the plot. The plot doesn't really feature in the Mega Drive version at all. No. The, pl- it's like, the Mega Drive version is just do this level. Mm. Okay. So, 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 level. so far, yeah. this, this version is better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's basically like they're, they're Terminators in the past and you have to go to the future, but it doesn't really explain why. Nope. Essentially, the plot in the comic book is um, Flo, uh, a future kind of... Female member. cop. Not a female cop. <laughs> She's a member of the Resistance uh, and a John Connor. Kind of goes back the, f- the past trying to kill Robocop. She's in all the cutscenes, isn't she? Sky- yeah, Skynet finds out about this and um, kind of sends three Terminators back to try and stop her, f- to A, stop her from killing Robocop and B, make sure Robocop hooks up with Skynet mainframe. Ah, okay. And uh, basically what happens is, and Flo is actually in the SNES game version, the first level where you're going through old Detroit, there's this figure in the background keeps on shooting things at you. Like it's kind of this figure way in the background. It's kind of a silhouette. You don't know who they are. Oh, yeah. And it turns then, out it's Flo. Yeah, and basically uh, what happens is uh, Flo like kind of is about to kill Robocop, and this this uh, car goes by for the Terminators, and they kind of shoot her. And then Robocop goes like goes trying like I will take you to a hospital and rescue you whatever <laughs> I will take you to a hospital my talking a moon accent and she goes all like uh, Sarah Connor T2 and goes you don't even get it do you you're the cause of all this and mm. and uh, Rob Kopp goes well that can't be right <laughs> no, that, goes, that right. doesn't sound like me I'd, be- I'd better go to, to like to OCP or whatever and hook myself in and hook up a Skynet to find out what's really going on no, no. we are doing it Robocop you yeah. silly boy and uh, basically, the whole plot of it is that he gets amalgamated into Skynet, and that makes Skynet sentient and starts on again. He's trapped uh, in the computer for decades while all the war is going on. Oh, no. Until finally, he finds, like, kind of a loose bit in the programming, which lets him get into Skynet and take over, like, a factory that makes Terminators. And he rejigs the factory to make Robocops. Hey. And he he's like, loving this. I so am far. loving this story. He's like, I'm gonna pick up that version. I'm just gonna play the Mega Drive one and imagine the story. And he goes into one of the Robocops and like that makes basically a body for himself with cloned flesh, of course, and a gun that's exactly like he used to. And he yeah. starts kicking Terminator ass. And anyway, there are more of these kind of cutscenes in uh, the, the SNES version. Um, although obviously the visuals aren't the same, but. Man, the SNES version, the graphics are not as good as the Mega Drive mm. at all. It's just rounder and less detailed and less crisp. Which is, yeah, I think it's it's a theme, isn't it, for Mega Drive SNES conversions, I've noticed, is that SNES has got all the color palette and yada yada. But because the Mega Drive, they are, you know, obviously the graphic designers were more restricted, everything is more sharp. I wonder if it's, it's a, more like colors. a slight laziness as well. Mm. Like to get, what? in terms of the Mega Drive one, to get it to look good, they're going to have to squeeze everything they can out of it yes. in terms of the colours and things like that and the yes. detail. Whereas with the SNES, oh, maybe it could have done it easily. Robocop but looks the, wrong. The like, work like, didn't go into it, maybe. Yeah, look look at the screenshots. Robocop mm. just even looks wrong. He walks really funny. I mean, you think he walks he funny, funny anyway. <laughs> you think he walks funny in the Mega Drive one, but it's like more like, like Robocop, but he looks, still looks pretty cool, whereas yep. he just looks like a dinkus in the SNES one. Like. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> dinkus, that's hard words. Oh, dink, I'll, I'll beat that out. I'm going to beat that out. It's interesting you say about the whole kind of extra graphical capability, because mm. I've had a theory for a while, which I, I don't think I've expounded on one of these share podcasts the theory, before, Rob, but share the theory. look at the Mega Drive, there are three distinct ver- like um, eras of Mega Drive graphics, which I'm going to call 8, 16, tw- 24, even though there's uh, aren't lined. 
Just, you know, yeah, do whatever. Yeah, call them after the car. Yeah. I'm going to text you to Rage, for instance. Mm-hmm. First use of Rage game. Yeah. yeah, first use of Rage game. 8-bit game. Like, um, it's okay, but it's kind of not that detail. It's like, game, a, yeah, it's a crisper, yeah. more colorful version of an 8-bit game in many ways. Which is why the Master System port is really yeah. good. But yeah, go on. In the same way, like Sonic in the same way, is it's a good looking game, but it's not amazing looking. Oh, Sonic 1 is a step up from traversing that kind of What I mean is compared to Sonic 2, Streets of Rage 2. Yeah. Mm. You have like the 16-bit, like the second era of Mega Drive graphics, mm. which this game is in. Those are 16, mate. Yeah. yeah. Very crisp, very colorful, mm-hmm. like a kind of a great range of colors. But then yeah. you get to the third, like FIFA, I'd say the first FIFA game is in there as well, FIFA okay. International Soccer. Yep. Then you go on to the third level, FIFA, FIFA 95, mm-hmm. Sonic 3, Streets of Rage 3. Comic Zone. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim, yeah. Mm, say I'd say Earthworm Jim is kind of before. But what I mean is like, suddenly there are technically more colors. No, there are How more they colors. Even, but like, like, they made games look more colorful somehow. It's, mm. it's kind of, it's, no, I don't think it does. It's actually the reverse. I think, really? Yeah, what, I think gen? it feels less colorful or the colors are less crisp and less bright. And the sprites seem to be smaller in some way. Like, I don't think it really works mm. as well Depends on as the, game, the second though, level. Yeah, you've got to look at like Vector Man and all those kind of really late-gen mm. Mega Drive games, really. I'm talking about in contrast to, say, kind of like mm. prequels. Like, you look at Sonic 2 versus Sonic 3. Sonic 3, the, stri- the sprites are smaller, they're ma- and there's a lot more detail on the screen, but it doesn't look as crisp. No, and Robocop that's true. Versus actually, Terminator looks crisp, and yeah, the color is there. A crisp, it's a crisp game. And I think, yeah, that's really good compared to the SNES version. Any other kind of differences? SNES Mega Drive. I think 1993. Oh, blood. Yes. Yeah, there's <laughs> none. There is no blood. So what people, happens when you d- kill you shoot someone? In- people and they explode. Oh, like a proper explosion with yeah, fire. Yeah, like and- fire. Yeah. Oh wow. And that's also, quite that's pretty violent. Nintendo. Yeah. We did not also all or most of them all of the uh, enemies in the SNES version, especially the early bit, are uh, blonde women. For some reason, yeah, I couldn't okay. really put my finger on that either. Like, there's a couple like in the me- in the Mega Drive, but so most no, of no guys. blood for Nintendo, but exploding women. That's there fine. are some blonde exploding women in the in the Mega Drive one. Mm. Oh, Rob okay. is right. There are, there are some there, but I don't know. I don't get their positioning. <laughs> I don't. Does anyone know, know who um, was the lead programmer for the SNES version? Definitely wasn't John Botti. It was, was someone called Michael Stragey or Stragey. And um, he wants to know what the game he is best known for oh doing, apart from this is. Another 16-bit game? Is it a SNES game? Give us some clues, yes. mate. We don't know. It is, um, it is a platformer on the SNES. Ooh. It was um, an attempt to make a new character that didn't really work. I think it's Arrow the Acrobat. No, less uh, cuddly than that. Bubsy? No, I don't even know. Oh, Some are even less tasteful than that. What? Less tasteful than Bubsy. It was Boogerman. Boogerman. Oh, Boogerman. Uh, that was Boogerman. on the Mega Drive as well, wasn't it? it could have been. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You can't beat a good booger, let's be honest. <laughs> and uh, there's a bit where there's a first-person shooter bit where you can fly a drone ship in the future. But, man, it's it's not good. Oh. moves so slowly and... It's oh, so it's sounds dull. exciting, but... Like, the, like th- think of all the fun bits out of the Mega Drive version mm. and just they're not in the SNES version. Oh. You must fight Ed 209 in the SNES version, surely. You do, but... Did I even get that far? I think I played the first couple of levels and then just gave it yeah. up. Yeah, it's not as much fun. Yeah. Just no fun. There is no fun. Like, Interplay haven't got... 
they haven't got a, they're not a, they weren't a patch on those you know Virgin Games yeah. games in those days. Yeah. Not a patch, mate. Mm. It was ah uh, playing. I was like, I can't believe this is even got the same title. The only good thing about the SNES version is that you can get it in like a funky box. I think it's like a limited edition, um, like plastic box that looks kind of kind of nice. Okay, check that I've out. Seen that. But so mm. if you've got that at home, yeah, that might be worth a couple of bob. But yeah. don't play the cartridge inside it. <laughs> Obviously, a uh, game reviewed differently for the platforms. Mega Drive, oh, yeah. you're basically looking at the 90 to 93 range for the most part. Nice. Snares, like the 80 to 85. That's still, that that's good. still high. Like, really? I think, was it, <coughs> is it because they were just weren't even expecting a Robocop versus Terminator game on the Snares? They were just so glad it was there. They were like, oh, yeah, let's well, give it 80%. I don't think it's a terrible game unless you compare it to the Mega Drive version. I think, yeah, so maybe my bias kind of went out the window with the review because obviously I'm like, <laughs> was like brought up on the Mega Drive version. And the fact you constantly reference the Mega Drive I'm version. Constantly <laughs> reco- I constantly reference it. But it's hard not to. They're called the same thing. They're like, it's hard to treat them as separate games. They are separate games. I suppose you but should, but. They kind so of have fun. very similar levels in terms of layout and yeah, plot. And they're actually, like, they've all got those kind of like laddery, climby bits and bits where you kind of like walk into a girder and it's all, it's all very similar. So it's like, it's not as if I feel like Interplay have managed to get something similar to the version game. Well, one, like the first kind of level of that is almost identical. Yeah. And it kind of makes you wonder who was it that actually did the initial work and who was it that kind of cripped off that a bit. I want to say, I want to say that Virgin ripped them off. Have I heard something like, like that? I don't, I don't think I wrote it in the reviews, but I don't know whether Virgin got sniff of what Interplay were doing first and then just did it better. It's interesting because like, you would think generally when it's licensed kind of game and more than one developer working on it for different platforms, there are definitely similarities, but there they're not. They must that have been given similar. some kind of. I mean, from obviously they would um, license it from Orion, and you know they must have been given some kind of guidelines as to what to do. But I don't know. It's just that in in spots they are very similar, but then you just keep playing the SNES version, and you know. No. Yeah, and also obviously there is another game related to one of these properties that was out around the same time that uh, was kind of everyone kind of liked. It was Terminator Two in the arcade. Yeah, yes, that's a good game. Yep. Shoot, shoot game. Yeah, shooting game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not good. the not Judgment Day. Uh, was it Judgment Day. It was called Judgment yeah, it was, Day. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, what was the other one? The really bad platformy one. That no one ever talks oh, about. Oh, that's uh, horrible. We don't talk about that. I tried that, that on the Retro Pie once. <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh, I can't Lord. remember who made that, though. That was... But oh, yeah, it's like a say. side-scrolling action game, but... Mm, I don't bad. like slandering people, but I don't. I want to say it's Flying Edge, but I don't know. You might hmm. be right. I think you might be right, actually. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Was, oh, God. <laughs> was there not a Robocop <laughs> 3 that. game that was as bad as yep. the film? Awful. God, game, awful yeah. that was. There was uh, an interesting Amiga 3D Robocop game. You heard about this? Yeah. It's a, it's no. a first-person shooter. Yes. And it's quite, quite um, ahead of its time. And you had a crosshair on your screen, and it was 3D and everything. It's a very good game, actually. Um, I think it was Amiga 1200 sort of game. I think it had to be quite a powerful machine to play it. Uh, but actually, a surprisingly good game. But I, I, I'd look in, I might look into that for a future episode, possibly. But it's a very interesting game. I think, I mean, just kind of to finish off talking about the whole kind of property and the idea in itself, would we be, would I be correct in saying that everyone would have preferred to have seen a Robocop vs. Terminator film than. Any Terminator film after T2? Yes. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> All of those other Terminator films just, just shouldn't have happened. 
That was Flying Edge, by the way. Oh, sorry, I've just <laughs> been checking. I had to check. Yeah. Well, it's they really made an bad. Alien versus Predator movie. They made two, haven't they? In fact, they made. Well, didn't the game come before that? And That's also, right. um, there might have yeah. been something before the game. Yeah, that was a run of comics as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, I've, an interesting slant, though. Do you think there's room for a game called Robocop vs. Terminator, but you could be the Terminator? Yeah, sure, hmm. why not? Could definitely do it now. Yeah, because if you're going to do the thing and, like, you can take down all the hundreds of Robocops. Hmm. Hmm. That's you? right, yeah. I think also, like, it's interesting in terms of the wider culture when this came out. It was a big kind of crossover thing for yeah. kind of, like, yeah, the Avengers Marvel crossovers. Batman did one with Judge Dredd. I think maybe more than one with Judge hmm. Dredd. There's one where I think Judge Dredd was taking on Terminators. Was it Batman? It's one of the two. Definitely faced off against Terminators. And Judge, Judge Dredd fa- has faced aliens as well. So it may, mm. well, it may well have been Judge Dredd. It's interesting. Like You don't really get that kind of crossover in culture to, on that level anymore, it seems. You, so you're telling me, Rob, you want to see Stallone back in Judge Dredd and you want to see him shoot some aliens. Is that what you're saying? Not Stallone. <laughs> no, that is what Rob said, Stallone. Rob said, <laughs> I want Stallone to come back as George Dredd. Done. Must well see you want Rob that. Schneider back. No, no. <laughs> better than that other dude. What's the other dude? Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Oh, Carl That's no. a good film. Bring back Stallone. Mm. Yeah, but Carl, Carl Urban, Urban is, is the better dread. Carl Urban. Like, why does Carl Urban hate? He's just dull, isn't he? Just Mr. Dull. At least he had the good well, grace to keep his helmet on. <laughs> have, you, have you read Judge Dredd? He's not exactly the life of the I know, party. he's not the life yeah. of the party. No, but Carl Urban has... Who would you rather go for a beer with, Carl Urban or Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> it's not even, not even a contest. Uh, that's man. true. Yeah, that's that not is a question. True. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, have there been any notable Robocop Terminator games in the last <sighs> few years? I can't think of many. I used to play... I think it was called Skynet as a PC uh, game. It was, a, it was another first-person shooter. I think, it's, I think it's literally called Skynet. It's very good, actually. Uh, I think it's just sort of, sort of like Quake era, good graphics. Um, again, yeah, good memories of that game. Um, I quite enjoyed that. So. Who that are one? you then? What yeah, that's you? what I was going to say. Sorry. Yeah. How, how does that... How, you just take on Skynet, but uh, who are, who are, you, are you? Are you a member Ooh, of the Resistance? I'm really scratching the back of my brain now, but I think it's... I think you are... Uh, a human, yeah. I think you oh, are you human. Could be what's his face I, again. I again. I John Connor. You put me in the spot now a little bit. Yeah, but I'm like John Connor, not weedy John Connor. You're definitely shooting against what's his face. The cool one. The cool one. The cool one. John Connor was awesome before, like before <laughs> Carl Reese. Before, before the later yeah, yeah, Carl Reese, brother. You yeah, might have been Carl Reese before, before Ed Furlong. Well, I just, just ruined. Like these flying drone and Christian things. Bale. Hmm? These flying sort of drone things you had to shoot, and there's like Terminator stuff. It's good game. Hk's Hunter Killers. Yeah, HK's bro. HK's but that was good. I enjoyed yeah. Skynet. I think that's a good game. Uh, I, hopefully, it's called Skynet. When was that? Now. Was that? Oh, this is 90s, late nineties. Shoot them up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, lastly, you finish all this up. Do we think Terminator and Robocop are still viable properties in 2018? And would we like to see a rejig of Robocop Terminator? In really any form, like film, game, whatever. Well, I, I recently purchased the original Robocop because I've, I've, I haven't seen it for years. And I, sh- I showed it to my, um, my, my, my my wife, actually, and she hasn't seen it before. And I told her, you what? know. What? Exactly. I said, this is a good film. And she was expecting blood and gore and nothing else. And I said, look, there's a story behind this. It's a very deep film, actually, the first Robocop, especially. And I think it should, it should it's one of the best 80s films, I mm. think, personally. It's you, great acting. Yep. You're talking to one of Paul Verhoeven's biggest fans. <laughs> I love Robocop. Yeah. You know, Robocop was, he said, his idea of the American version of Jesus. I mean, in terms hmm. of the resurrection myth. and and That's a deep quote. And what like Robocop is actually resurrected to do 
pacify, like urban pacification, as Dick Jones says, for like a corporation that essentially own most of Detroit? Well, it's got layers. I'm definitely going to say that it's got layers. And I think it's a shame how the Robocop films have fizzled out. I've seen the reboot. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't yes, great it was. either. It was bland. It was so bland. boring. So like boring. a Total Recall remake. Yeah. Another yeah. Verhoeven remake. Like faceless and... Oh. Yeah. It was as bland as Carl Urban. <laughs> Leave Carl Urban alone. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> Hashtag sorry, Carl. He's, he's my, he's my two cents on that. You're, tell, you're telling me, Dylan, you want a new Robocop film with Carl Urban as Robocop. <laughs> oh, what are you telling me? Oh, my God. I'd rather watch Paint Dry. Um, <laughs> I, I, no, I'm going to defend Carbon a little bit here. I mean, right. Dylan's been a bit mean. <laughs> okay, right. So you're talking about the IPs, right? The IP, like Robocop mm-hmm. and Terminator. Mm. I think they really ruined both of them to the point where they're only viable for like a fun indie game or something. I don't think this current gaming generation would want that back in gaming form. Um, would they want it back in film form? Again, it would have to be some kind of niche, like, Potential, you know, like Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, you can't. It's just no, no. Sorry, it's a no. Didn't want to say. Yeah, that. I'm kind of inclined to agree with Dill. I mean, as much as I love, I love Robocop. I love the first two Terminator films. They're all three of them are among my favorite films ever. I think they've, what they've done since it's just kind of sullied their good name oh, and reputation. Just... And it's like, oh, they're making another Terminator film, and and now people just roll their eyes and go, oh. No. Why? Just Stop. leave it. Just leave it. Stop, yeah. will you? It doesn't. It ter- can't be making any money, surely. I don't know. Did Terminator Did the Genesis Terminator make any money? Genesis? I don't know. Overseas markets, yeah. still viable in those. Oh. Like any action film with an IP, pretty much viable in overseas markets. But yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with you all to some extent. It's mm. I wouldn't rule it out completely, but it's going to take a lot. Take a lot. Like a kind of genuinely visionary person overlooking whole kind of thing and putting in like a mythos that actually makes it all make sense other than that yeah there is that i kind of feel like they're both sending into jokes a bit but you know what yeah. ultimately we'll always have the first two terminators and the first robocop and we'll always have robocop versus terminator at least on the mega drive terminator thanks for listening to today's podcast we really hope you enjoyed it if you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else you can tweet us at arcade attack uk at Keith Barlow 82 and at arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash arcadeattackuk. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top tens, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.